Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 107 of the podcast that was originally recorded on March 16th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week, besides getting a new microphone boom and a shock mount, board game-wise, I played some Mexico. We revisited Orleans Invasion. I played a lot of Larry Card Kingdoms, but we're going to have to wait to go into a deep discussion on that next week. Played a little bit more Master of Orion and played a lot of Portal Knights, a little sandbox game. I also talked about a lot of the things coming out of the Gamma Trade Show happening right now in Vegas. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to the games. This is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and thank you for joining me for episode 107. All right, let's get started off with the show. Send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join our guild on BoardGameGeek. Just do a search for What I'm Playing Now on BoardGameGeek. On Twitter, we are at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, we got a quick little studio update going on. I finally was able to get a microphone boom and a shock mount for my Blue Yeti microphone. And so far, I think it's working pretty good. Took me a few minutes to set up yesterday. Wasn't too tricky to set up. I tried to do an overhead mount at first, but it didn't seem like the Heil boom that I have really wanted to kind of just stay in the in the position that I kind of wanted it to. So I flipped it back around just to do a normal microphone and it seems to be working pretty good right now. So I did a little bit of recording yesterday, did a little bit that um, before I started this one. So hopefully this podcast turns out pretty good. Hopefully it will stop some of the knocking and some of the banging that I get from rolling around in this chair on the wooden floor up in my computer room and from me knocking on the desk a couple of times. So hopefully all of those sounds will be muted and the podcast will just sound that much better. So after this, maybe we'll look into, I don't know if I want to get another mic. I, I really kind of wish I would have gotten the Pro Yeti instead of just getting the one that I had gotten, the Blue Yeti. Uh, they actually have a Pro one, which actually has, I think, USB and XLR on it. I kind of wanted to start looking into possibly getting some sort of mixer, but I'm not really too sure how we will be able to do that with the USB. I've seen a couple of videos out on YouTube where some people have done it. So I'm going to do a little bit of research and see what it gets and how that turns out. But for now, we're going to stick with the setup we have. And so far, I think it's sounding pretty good. All right, let's jump over to some of the games I played for this past week. All right, down at at my local board game group on Thursdays, we met up. A couple of us played a little game of Mexica. One of the guys that um, I game with normally had picked this up the week before. He had known how to play this, so he taught several of us how to play. This is an interesting little, wow, I guess you could say tile placement area control type game. And I will say that when we pulled this game out and had it all set up and we're halfway through the game, anybody that was walking into the store and came back to the board game area where we were playing, we're usually at one of the first tables into the board game area. This game does just look gorgeous. The The board looks really nice. The pieces look really nice. The The towers that you're actually placing on the board are a super really nice resin. They look like an old, ancient, kind of like Aztec type of tower or, you know, little little statue tower that you're kind of placing on the board. And they have a nice heft to them. So if anybody gets upset during this game, they probably could be used as a weapon. But uh, our game didn't turn out that way, luckily. But I did notice that in playing this game, we were playing rather really cutthroat and rather really screw your neighbor. And I was asking the guy who owned the game if that is how a lot of his games had turned out in playing this before. And he said a little bit, but not as much as... As with our group, it seemed like once one person kind of went after somebody else, 
everybody just started doing it. And if you could block somebody in by placing some tiles or placing water around somebody, you just did it. And that was pretty much how it happened. So so Mex Mex Mexico is actually a very easy game to learn. There's not really a lot you can do during your turn. There are six different actions you can do. And you can basically move, move your um, meeple around on the board. And what you're basically trying to do is you're trying to segment off different parts of the board by playing tiles that have water on them and using this to basically create little areas where you can then place a token to get points for. And the points that you'll get are going to be based on how many squares are within the area that you've blocked off. And there's going to be different tiles on the board that are flipped over at the beginning of the game that have different numbers on them. I think they go from like um, four or five up to 12 maybe. There might have even been one a little higher than that. But if you can basically create an area with 12 squares in it, you can then grab that as a free token, put that put that down there. You'll get an immediate amount of victory points for playing that. And then you'll also, you or I guess you, I don't want to say also, but you have the ability to then get first further points by placing the towers down into these different areas as long as your meeple is in that area and then people depending on all the different people that um, are located in that area you can possibly end up getting the most points having to split points with somebody else or like me a couple of times basically getting there first but then other people are putting more towers down ahead of you and then not ending up ending up with anything which kind of upset me and I was in the lead through I would say probably 80 to 90 percent of the game right up until the last scoring round which I really isn't too pleased I wasn't too keen on the way the last kind of round of scoring went the way everybody basically had extra towers in the center of the board which wasn't even seg segregated off or segmented off and I did not place any of my towers there and ended up not getting any points and people just jumped by me with that little scoring bit which kind of shocked me because I was actually very far ahead because I I was getting to place a lot of different in a lot of different segmented areas and I thought I was doing actually pretty good in the game and I think I ended up coming in last and I just sat there like I'm not too sure I like that end of game scoring but I think next time I'll have to definitely take into account to start placing boards around the center of the around the center of the board which a lot of people did right off the bat and I kind of did and I kind of just immediately moved my meeple off to the one corner of the board starting to take over another area so on your turn like I said you can do six different actions you can basically place a water tile each different tile that you place is going to take up an action. You can move your meeple, and for every square that you move, it counts as an action. You can actually teleport for five for five action points. You can teleport anywhere on the board, which at the end of the game, a lot of people were doing. Like I was saying, my group was kind of being a little cutthroat with this. So what was happening was we were actually placing you know, making the little segmented areas and then somebody else would come by and place in a water area and then place a bridge and then maybe be standing on that bridge. Sometimes the person who was inside these little areas really couldn't do anything on their turn. So they had to spend the five points to teleport out of there or else they basically would have just been wasting a turn. So placing bridges is one of the other things I hadn't even mentioned. And that adds a whole different aspect to the game when you place a bridge, because when you place a bridge, it actually lets you move via the waterway. So a lot of people, what we were doing was we would build from the edge of the board inwards with the waterways and then this way once you basically get onto a bridge and you can dart out to the outer part of the board you can essentially go anywhere around the map and then enter back in and then basically go onto another bridge to get into another section so movement in this game really can get tricky and you really have to pay attention to all of the different waterways and the, the different ins and outs that can actually happen throughout the course of the game there were a couple of times where we were kind of helping each other where maybe one person would kind of see how you could actually do 
something to get somewhere where another person couldn't. So since it was our first time playing, you know, we, we do like to win and we do like to go for score, but we also do like to help each other. So, you know, there was, there was some team teamwork going on, but um, when it came down to it and, and us being cutthroat as, as individuals that, that actually came through. If you do get a chance to play Mexico, definitely give it a shot. I'm, I'm kind of torn. I Like I said, I was a little disappointed that I really didn't place any of the towers down towards the center of the board in that last area that really nobody had claimed as a final section. So I definitely need to pay attention to that the next time I play. As far as it being an area control game, I wasn't really too sure if I would like it or not. I, I, I did like it. And now that I kind of have a little bit better of a strategy and understand more of how the scoring works and everything, I think the next time I play this, it will be a much more enjoyable game. And and hopefully we're just not as cutthroat as we were this last time. But definitely check out Mexico. I had not realized what I actually looked on looked up on Boarding Geek. This actually is a game, I believe, from 2002. So I believe Aiello just did a reprint of it, possibly. But I will say, component-wise, this is one of the best-looking games I've seen in a while and is just gorgeous when it's played on the board. All right, and then our next game that we actually got a little bit in was another game of Orleans Invasion, and I talked about this last week, so I won't delve too, too much on Orleans. We played the exact same type of game that we did last week using the Invasion expansion. I tried to do a much different strategy this time. I tried to move my meeple that's on the sideboard around and take over a lot more of the tiles and just try to put down a lot more of the houses in that area. And while it did help out, I was kind of tied for, I was tied for second. So that was a different type of strategy that I really never tried before. One of the other things I actually tried to do was I tried to get more of the the different character meeples that, that will give you points at the end of the game. I tried to bring up my different my different factions that are kind of like on the board as fast as possible to grab a couple of those different those different citizens that are that are there and i think i had my my blue line my seafarer maxed out i think i had um one or two of the other ones maxed out and one of the guys kind of looked at me and said he goes wow he goes i can't believe you're able to actually get all of those maxed and i go that's i was concentrating on that and just moving my other character around and trying to plop down as many different of the of the houses as i could it was a pretty good strategy but one of the other guys eked out i think an extra 10 points above us so this game was much closer than it was last time we had played so i was kind of happy about that but it was still there's still some things i need to learn about this game some strategies i really want to figure out i i can't play enough orleans right now and with the invasion expansion i'm having a great time playing this i i have the game myself i can't wait to actually get it to the table with my wife and just try a two-player game. I've only think I, I think I've only played three or four-player games, so I, I just really like to see how this game actually plays as a two-player game and see see how good it goes. I'm I'm hoping it plays as good as it does with multiple players like we've been lately. So, Orleans Invasion is another game I will definitely give a, give a thumbs up to any day of the week. If you haven't had a chance to play Orleans Invasion, definitely give that one a shot. And then on Saturday, I spent the afternoon down at my board games down at the local board game store, and I'm not going to talk too much about this game either because next week I'm going to go into a very large rundown after I get a couple of more solo plays through. I played through some more Valeria Card Kingdoms. We played some two-player games, some three-player games, some four-player games. We played with a couple of the expansions that I had just gotten this past week. So that was in my what I want to play from last week. So we got in a lot of Valeria. I think that was pretty much all we played on Saturday. When I went down Saturday, I was kind of laughing because a couple of weeks ago, I had mentioned I um I took a Zaya down to the game to the board game store, and I had taught a family how to play. And they actually, when I had gotten to the store Saturday afternoon, they had a table of five going with Zaya, and it looked like they were having a blast. I guess right after I had taught them how to play they pretty much went home and ordered the game immediately so and this was actually before i felt bad because this was actually before my local game store was actually able to get in a copy they went home and ordered it so 
now that the store has some in, both of us felt bad considering we didn't buy our copies from there, but um, the store really didn't know too much about the game before I had actually brought it around, so I was glad that I was able to educate everybody on the fun of Zaya. But let's get back to Valeria real quick. Um, like I said, we played a lot of games. We played with different expansions. There were a couple of things we actually did wrong, which I'll talk about next week. Um, I may actually add one more line to my FAQ that I have out there on Board Game Geek. One mistake that I had made. I will say the expansions do seem to add some really nice differing components, you know, components to the game. Events are really neat and really interesting when those can happen, when those get flipped over, um, when a pile becomes exhausted. So stay tuned next week where I'm going to go into great detail on Valeria Card Kingdoms. I'm going to go into probably a little bit more than I did last week as far as how to play the game, mention a lot of the different things that I've found and noticed so far. But like I said, I do want to get in a few more solo plays before I jump into that. So I have a really good feeling about the game right now. I will say pick this game up. It is a blast. Everybody that has played it really likes it. So, all right, those are what we played board game wise. My Pathfinder group was supposed to meet this weekend. I'm on call for work though this week, so I do not think we're going to get to play this week. I'm going to have to see if we're actually going to play next week for Pathfinder Adventure Card Game as that is Easter. So a couple of people, a couple of the guys have said they may be available. So I'm going to have to talk to my significant other and make sure that I'm available. And we may be talking about some Pathfinder here in a couple of weeks, but let's jump over to a couple of computer games. I spent a little bit more time with Master of Orion, having a pretty good time with that, still trying to figure some differing things out about that game and learning my ways around that. But one of the games that I spent a lot of time with this past week was a very little game that I really didn't even want to start playing. But one of my buddies, Walt, who actually used to be on the LinuxInstall.net podcast with me, and um, I need to get him on the actual board game podcast here. I need to get him on what I'm playing now to talk about a couple of different things that he's playing. But um, he had picked up a game when it had come out called Portal Knights. Portal Knights is basically a sandbox game. So what I could basically make this akin to would be probably along the lines of Minecraft or Cube World or Trove. A lot of the games that I've talked about that I've played in the past and I've been playing a lot of Portal Knights this past week. I have a character that's in his mid-20s. I think the highest level you can get right now is 30. So I'm pretty much close to maxing out my character level-wise. I've reached... 25 plus maybe 30 some of the different worlds that are available that I think I could go around to. I think 44 is the max of the different places that I can um, go around and do. And basically you're kind of just going around to different worlds, finding portals, basically adding cubes to those portals to open them up and then just going around killing things, leveling up and then collecting resources, building houses. And the past day and a half, I've actually spent time building my house instead of leveling. And I could probably be max level if I hadn't started screwing around with this doggone house. But for some reason, Walt was just kind of saying I kind of had a ghetto house, and I did. I was kind of using like the house that they kind of give you at the beginning of the game. Like I, when you start the game, the house you they kind of show you how to build things by giving you a house that's kind of partially broken down. So I was able to rebuild the house, and I've kind of just literally torn down all the walls. I've actually extended the thing, and it's probably three to four times bigger than it was before. It's now all stone walls instead of just dirt walls or wood walls or whatever the heck it was before. I've, I've completely redone the whole thing, and I'm kind of just in the middle of that. And I was actually playing that game before I actually started recording this podcast tonight. But Portal Knights, I think it's $15 on Steam. I think Walt said when he had picked it up, it was actually 10 to 20% off, I believe, originally, maybe for the first couple of days. I had missed that sale, and I wasn't going to get this game, but last Friday, I said, what the heck, let me actually try this see what it's like and over the weekend Friday I played a little bit Saturday I had played a little bit after um doing a whole, whole that whole day of Valeria and then Sunday instead of playing the Witcher like I normally would have which bums me out because I really want to get back to the Witcher 3 I spent the whole day on Sunday leveling up my character and 
kind of just getting probably twice ahead of as, as Walt was, which kind of made me feel bad. But we were then able to, he then created another character the other night and we were able to help him grind up and basically get to where he was with his first character. I will say in this game, it seems like um, ranged characters, the mage and the, the archer seem to be at a little bit of an advantage. I think once you get more than several moms around you, being a melee character is, unless if you have some of the best armor in the game, it's going to be hard to take that much damage. I know I am kiting a lot of the moms playing as the mage and I am just having a lot of fun right now i have a some very good weapons i have some very good cloth armor on me that was made with silk and if you are into sandbox games portal Knights actually is something you can probably screw around with for a couple of weeks i'm not really too sure how much game how many how much legs this game is going to have i mean i've spent so much time playing minecraft back in the day and i know i've talked about this on podcast before so i'm not really too sure how long this one's going to be in my wheelhouse and how long it's going to be around but for the past week portal Knights has been getting a hell of a lot of play over here with me and I'm, I'm having a good time with it. It's just a silly little sandbox game, and it is what it is. Don't expect anything more out of it. Don't try to make anything more out of it. It seems like it's an early access, so they are changing some things and still developing the game. Uh, one of the things they actually did was they decreased some of the resource costs in creating some of the different items. I know when I created some of the gold bars the other day, they actually decreased the, the amount of gold ore you needed by 50%, and I believe that patch just came out today. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what else they release for the game, but we'll have to wait and see. So far, I'm having a good time with it and i'm going to just i am going to max out max level out my maids before i do stop playing and i do want to finish my house but hopefully next week i'll be back playing a little bit of witcher 3 all right and those were pretty much the games i played for this past week let's jump over to what i want to play now so gamma is going on right now in vegas and i went to gamma oh 20 some years ago when i worked for a distributor in the gaming industry i had a good time but when i went there we went to new orleans and we had a really good time out there hopefully maybe next year i was talking to a couple of friends and i may get to tag along with a store and maybe get to go to gamma next year so we're going to wait and see how that goes through for me but i'd really like to attend the gamma trade show again next year couple of things that I've noticed that's coming out of Gamma, a lot of games that I want to play right now. One of the first games that I saw is a game by Eric Lang, and that's a Godfather-style game. This is going to be put out by Simon, Cold Mini or not, and I don't believe it's going to be very heavy miniature, a very heavy miniature-based game from what I can tell, but being Eric Lang and being the Godfather, this game will be on my list immediately. The minute that either either goes on Kickstarter or becomes available on retail, I will have this game immediately be playing it. Another game I believe that Eric Lang is going to be involved in is a game called Bloodborne. I've talked about this game before because I played it on my PS4. So they're actually taking the video game style of From Software, which was the developer, into a board game style game, which I have a feeling could be rather interesting. Um, it would maybe would have been interesting if maybe they would have even gone back to the Kingsfield games back that I was playing on the PS1 days. Um, but we don't need to go back that far and reminisce that far. But Bloodborne, I think, could be a very interesting uh, board game here really interested in that one they're also coming out with a munchkin collectible card games that i saw steve jackson tweet about on twitter and while i sometimes am not the biggest munchkin fan a munchkin collectible card game may not sound that bad i mean i do like munchkin quest my wife and i do enjoy that game so a collectible card game i'm gonna have to at least pick up the starters and at least play it a little bit because i want to see what it's like i don't know if i want to get into another collectible card game right now that's going to be something that i I possibly have to really think twice about, but um, we're definitely going to give it a shot. Portal Games mentioned, I saw on Twitter and on Facebook and a couple other places, they have a game coming out called Crazy Carts. Crazy Carts appears to be a game that's going to be a board game similar to Mario Kart. My wife and I are huge Mario Kart fans. I've always enjoyed Mario Kart over the years. 
in a board game style based game where you actually have different races that look like I saw elves were in the one and it looked like dwarves possibly racing against each other picking up different um, power-ups using them against your opponent and just trying to get to the end first you know the end of the map first that could be a hell of a lot of fun I mean that's I never even really thought about trying to put a Mario Kart type of game onto a board game style thing so that could get to be pretty cool and I'm kind of looking forward to that one and then there's a little game called Descent and I had been looking at Descent before and they're actually coming out with an app for Descent, which I believe is going to expand the game some. And when I saw that, I instantly thought, hmm, this could actually make me really want this game and could add a lot of replayability to Descent. So now I'm really going to have to look into the app and actually see how good that is and possibly pick up Descent 2.0, which has been on my radar before as far as Dungeon Crawls goes. I know it's one of the top ones that's out there, but I really just kind of was staying away from it because there are just so many expansions to it and everything. I really didn't know if I wanted to get my dip my toes into that one, but when I saw the app, I was like, mm, that actually may be something that pulls me in. So we're going to have to wait and see about that one. Hopefully I'll have a few more games to talk about next week from Gamma because I believe the show's still going on. I haven't really caught up on all of the information that's coming out. There's just been so much, a bunch of different videos put out by Board Game Geek, put out by the Dice Tower. I've been trying to consume as much as I can um, in between work and being on call this week. So hopefully over the weekend, um, my on-call phone can be a little quiet and I can maybe get some of this stuff caught up. So expect me to talk about a few more games coming out of Gamma next week on the show. But this is going to be it for the podcast, I think, this week. Hey, thanks for joining me, everybody. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Do a search for us on BoardGameGeek and join our guild. Just look for what I'm playing now on Twitter. We're at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now Thank you, Joy. Thank you for joining me, everybody, this week. Hopefully, some of the improvements I've made over here to recording the podcast come through in this recording, and everything sounds better than it did in the past. I'm going to continue to try to improve the sound quality of the podcast going forward. I'll see what else I can do just to make this a little bit better for everybody to listen to. Thanks for joining me, everybody. You know what to do, as always. Go play some games, and don't forget to always let me know what you're playing now. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Have a great week, and I will catch you later. Bye-bye.